This is the Used Car Dealer Podcast with your hosts, Zach Klempf and Steve McClory. Hey, this is Zach Klempf and Steve McClory. And you're listening to the Used Car Dealer Podcast, Episode 6. And we have a very special guest today. We have Amadeep Kumar who currently works at Cox Automotive, is the Director of Enterprise Dealer Partnerships. And he has an interesting story about how he got into the car business. And Amadeep, I'd love for you to start things out and give the audience some information about your background. Sure. Thanks, uh, Zach and Steve, uh, for inviting me to this call. I uh, started my journey in the automotive business in 1987 uh, after graduating with a master's degree in economics. I worked for an OEM from 87 to 91, and then I got my first franchise. I had a Peugeot dealership and a Fiat dealership in India, uh, which I expanded. And uh, unfortunately, Peugeot pulled out of India and China in 96, and there was a strike in the factory where they were making the Fiat. So long story short, I was a first-generation businessman. And I didn't have deep pockets to survive, so I ended up selling my business in 2000 and moved to U.S. And when I came here, I have worked with uh, some groups like um, DCH Auto Group. I ran a Toyota store for them. I was a GM of a Nissan store. I ran a group in Pennsylvania as director of operations. In 2013, I left the retail part of the business and uh, worked for dealer track in fact steve is the one who hired me at dealer track and uh, in 15 dealer track got acquired by cox automotive and now as you mentioned i am uh, a director in the value strategy team and for the last three years i've been working on projects like used car optimization fixed ops optimization and retail transformation so i meet with the dealers and i look at their roadmap for the next three years or five years out in terms of their priorities and initiatives and help co-create a strategy for their business growth. Well, I'm glad you, you're able to join us. I was just recalling a story, um, or if, I don't know if you recall or not, but I think it was back in 2013. You just come to work for dealer track. You're on your way to see a dealer and you had an appointment lined up and you were doing all the right things and you got into a car accident. Right. And, and you, yes. you called me up, you sent me a photo of the car and I thought, oh man, you know, are you okay? And I, I thought for sure this is going to be an all day affair to get that thing towed and everything else. And then like an hour and a half later, I, I, I get a message from you, you know, you're walking out of the dealership with, with, you know, you signed him up for some kind of software. I don't remember which, but well, you know, the bumper's half hanging off your car. It wouldn't stop you. But it was that kind of drive, you know, I think this made you really successful, Amadeep, and, and successful at dealer track. But uh, can you tell, a team, or tell, you. The, tell the selling army a little bit about what you're doing now again? So right again, uh, working with dealers in terms of uh, helping them identify areas of opportunity, specifically on used cars, right? So for used cars, we evaluate uh, the whole used inventory lifecycle management from acquisition strategy, looking at sources of acquisition, to uh, the reconditioning, understanding and evaluating throughput through the shop, optimizing that, and then pricing and merchandising, right? So we can build up the inventory, but if we and maybe we can produce them through the shop in terms of throughput, but if we don't build up the sales rate, which will lead to 
aging of inventory. So we go from acquisition to disposal. And same thing with fixed ops. We we have published KPIs as Cox Automotive and we compare the the our clients' data with the industry benchmarks and then help establish a roadmap for improving specific KPIs. Well, help our the selling army here as independent dealers with you know what we're going through in this coronavirus economy. Right in, in in the auto business, um, you were on some calls. You were telling me this morning with with some dealers. Um, what are you hearing from? I think it's mostly franchise um, regarding like digital retailing. Um, what, what do you kind of hear from them strategy right wise? How they're communicating through this, and then uh, maybe share a little bit. What would you do if you were in our our dealer's position? What are some of the things that with your, your typical resources an independent dealer has? What could you be doing or what, what should maybe you be thinking about? So, Steve, dealers have been challenged for the last four or five years now with the evolution of retail, right? So automotive retail is also evolving, just like the retail business evolved from a blockbuster to Netflix. Uh, we all are buying on Amazon and the Carvanas of the world have changed the way um, our consumers expect to do business with us. So I think this coronavirus has, we should view this as an opportunity to think of a long-term omni-channel strategy, meet the customer where the customer wants to do business. And I think there are certain advantages which a small independent dealer will have as compared to a franchise dealer, because whenever you think about introducing a change, the bigger the organization, the more difficult it is uh, to manage change in the organization. So if I am a lean organization, I have uh, two or three people. If I culturally decide that I am going to provide a frictionless buying experience to my customers, whether it's digitally or in the showroom, this is a time to understand and, and build your roadmap as to how do you want to do business with your customers. So it'll start with market-based pricing, making it transparent, and then letting the customer decide whether they want to do business with you online. And so today, what is the challenge, right? The challenge today is that there is a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Uh, people are trying to distance themselves socially. They don't want to come to your showroom to buy a car. So what can we do? Can we look at our website? Can we look at the leads? Can we call them? We make best use of the CRM? And then look at the analytics on the back end of the website, which car is getting most action in terms of SRPs and VDPs. You, if you have a lot of traction on a car, you probably don't want to give it away and you want to hold gross on that car. But it's the experience which will drive the consumer behavior. So what experience can we give? Can we call that customer? Can we do a FaceTime? Can we do a walk around using a phone and do a video walk around? Can we present them payments? over the phone? Can we go to their house to appraise their car? And in fact, I was telling Zach that some franchise dealers will call uh, independent used car dealers who are buying cars from franchise dealers, their trades, to put a number on a trade. So we have the expertise, we have the skill set to put the right number on a trade. Why don't we go to the customer's house and appraise a car and keep the flow of inventory going because you're not going to have the option of going to the auction and buy a car? Does that make sense? Uh, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Execution, you know, it's is difficult. 
right? You're the run and lean, but it, I think, you know, I, I, I agree, Zach, what do you think? Well, Amadeep, I have a question. So if you look at the average independent dealership, they have like a very basic dealer website. What are some of the prerequisites before implementing digital retail? Um, a lot of, let's say, used car dealers, they might not have the sophistication of a website. They might not even have a CRM yet. What do you think they need to consider as prerequisites before um, enabling themselves with digital retail? So I think all of them will have a secure website. I think most of the websites, I would say, in fact, all the websites will allow a form submission, which is how they are getting their leads. So if I can, they should have a chat on their website if they don't have a chat already, which doesn't cost much. And then I can email the customer back after I get a form submission. And have them either fax me a credit app or securely get a credit app for customers who are credit challenged, get the deal approved. But I think more than anything else, it's about that omni channel, which means that if the customer wants to 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 do business with me over the phone, then I shouldn't be afraid of picking up the phone and calling them back. And if they want to meet me and drive the car, then instead of bringing them to my showroom, I can drive the car to them. And I can tell them that I'll sanitize the car. I'll I'll make sure that the car is clean enough for you to drive. Interesting. Because um, I guess one consideration I would have is if you're an independent dealership, you need to educate your buyer that, in fact, if you do have a digital retail tool on your website, how 100%. they would use it, You know, the fact that it is available for them. If you just basically add it to your website, and you don't market or educate your customer that it's available, it won't be as utilized unless they're very tech savvy, for instance. You're 100% correct. The step number one would be to start working on that culture of providing a frictionless buying experience. Number two would be then to educate your clients. In fact, I could go on YouTube and make a video introducing myself as the owner of an independent used car dealership and say that, whatever my mission statement is and say that I would like to make it easy for you to buy a car from us. And we have transparent pricing. We are willing to go above and beyond and bring a car to you uh, and start looking at the way how Carvana is doing home delivery, right? They are buying cars off the street. Agreed. And you brought Carvana up. I wanted to get your thoughts on some of the publicly traded auto dealer groups and the fact that they're getting into their own used car stores. would love to hear some commentary on that. Sure. So if you look at traditional retail, Zach, if, if you look at Walmart, they have 54% of the general merchandising market. If you look at Best Buy, they have 40% of the electronics and appliance market. If you look at Home Depot, they have 28% of the building material and market. You look at used cars, you you have CarMax as the biggest player and they only have 2% of the market share. So Carvana is looking at this business and saying that they want to sell 2 million units um, and they are looking to have a bigger market share. So right now they are not necessarily profitable, but they are looking at the top line revenue growth and they are very aggressively buying cars off the street. In fact, last quarter, uh, 30% of their sales came from cars which they had acquired from the street. So which is why I'm hmm. saying... That's to their advantage. Yeah. Clear. That's clearly their advantage is the scale of being able to buy the customer's car. 
And so the independent used car lot dealers should also be doing that. Right. In fact, the talent and the skill set, which if I have been running my dealership as an independent used car dealer for the last 20, 30 years, I can appraise a car much better than somebody who's trying to rely more on a digital appraisals. And so if I am lean, if I'm not appraising too many cars, I can travel and and if I'm the owner, I may carry my checkbook with me and go and appraise a car at the customer's house. And let me ask you a question. What's what, hey, let me ask you a question. What's a good tool you'd recommend to do that with? Of a of a an app from you know understanding the value of your market, anything inventory wise. So the dealers are looking at they are looking at gals, they are looking at MMR, they are looking at KBB, Black Book. There are lots of uh, different tools out there. I think it's, it's you know, wh- whichever tool we may use, it's a guidance. At the end of the day, the skill set, which, you know, this is the strength. If you were to do a SWOT analysis as to what are the strengths of a used car dealer, I think the strength is that they can appraise a car better than anybody else. Well, of course. It, agreed. Agreed. Okay. So, Amadeep, when you think about this uh, coronavirus economy, and independent dealers, what suggestions, thoughts for consideration do you have for them? So I would say that they should watch the website. If the website traffic is um, is low, then do they have good pictures and description of cars? Because I think that people are working from home and they have the time to look for cars. I may postpone my decision to buy a car. In fact, there is going to be a greater demand in in used cars, especially now with this coronavirus, because the used car business was growing primarily because of affordability. The new car payments and the new car pricing has gone up significantly, which is one of the reasons why the used car business has been booming. And now with this uh, uncertainty and unemployment going up, I think there is going to be a greater demand for cheaper used cars, not necessarily uh, CPOs uh, or expensive off-lease return used inventory. So I think the inventory which an independent used car dealer is carrying is going to be highly in demand in view of what's going on. I think uh, it, it presents an opportunity to have that third box thinking. And the third box thinking would be that how is it that your customers want to do business with you. So instead of having an inside-out view, which is what I provide to dealers, is bring an outside-in view. And innovation always happens from an outside-in view rather than an inside-out view. Interesting. And uh, Steve, any last thoughts for our dealers listening? No, I talk to the Selly Army every day. You know, and uh, you know, thanks to some of uh, your feedback we've received on the podcast and, you know, the, the loyal men and women of the Selly Army. And, and thank you for listening. And uh, thank you, Amadeep, you know, for taking your That's valuable time to, to talk to us. It's always very informative. And I'm, you know, eager to, uh, you know, always read what you post on your LinkedIn account. You always have really good content. Uh, and you're a great resource for dealers. And you've been there and you've lived it. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Amadeep. And until next time, dealers, this is the Used Car Dealer Podcast. Thanks.